Travel Podcast. Proud sponsors of TNT Extreme Wrestling and for the love of wrestling convention. Welcome to Wrestling Travel Podcast, Episode 6. My name is Danny, and this week I am joined, of course, by the host of the Lockdown Sessions and our US representative, Justin Clapper. But also this week we have a special guest. The WT founder, Lee McAteer, is joining us this week. How are you doing this week, Lee? I'm, I'm very good, boys. I can only uh, thank whoever dropped out, because I'm certainly not special, but I suppose I am a guest by default. But thank you for having us. No, it's great to have you on, and uh, obviously um, the first time, and hopefully the first of many times we'll have you on this in the near future. And Justin, how are you over in the States? Doing pretty well here. Pretty excited to have the president, the ruler, the founder, the originator, Lee McAteer, joining us. <laughs> what an honor. As long as you weren't introducing me as Donald J. Trump, then we're all right, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it was a much better intro than mine. We should let JC do that one there. Um, but yeah, welcome to episode six. We were saddened earlier this week, unfortunately, to lose um, Kamala, who unfortunately yeah, isn't in the WWE Hall of Fame, but he is a legend, of course, in the wrestling circle. Um, I mean, me personally, I haven't seen much of Kamala. He was sort of before my time. Um, but Lee, Justin, what, what are your memories of Kamala um, with your guys watching, uh, watching him on the, uh, on the wrestling circuit there? Justin, you first. Well, Kamala was a guy that uh, I first got to see on WWF TV. In fact, my specific memories, opening night fishing season, I want to say this has got to be 1987, probably before all of you guys were born. But on WWF Superstars, it used to be all matches versus enhancement talent. And the last match of the Superstars, sometimes would be superstar versus superstar. But I remember I had to leave opening night of fishing season to walk up to my uncle's house because it was going to be Kamala and Sika versus the Can-Am connection, Rick Martell and Tom Zank. And remembering that I just had to see that match. Uh, Kamala, the way he was um, painted up, the, the look that they gave James Harris, um, Jerry Lawler actually, um, if you read up on him, came up with all of that. Uh, quite a unique look. He just mesmerized uh, myself and many others as a child. And uh, he had a lot of complications with uh, diabetes and kidneys. Um, actually had lost both of his legs towards the end of his life. Um, but it's just a sad, uh, unfortunate thing that we deal with in the wrestling world. And I know he has a book out recently that I really need to get and, uh, and read, but yeah, certainly, certainly one of the one of the guys that when you say Kamala, uh, most of the people my age know the the moon and stars and the belly slapping. So um, our thoughts and prayers to his friends and family. We will miss him for sure. And, and speaking of belly slapping, Lee, what are what are your uh, fond memories of uh, of Kamala? Well. My understanding, he was from Mississippi, wasn't he? And I believe it was Jerry the King Lawler that decided to try and make him into this personality of the Ugandan giants. But I'm pretty sure I remember him at the GMEX Center in 1992, if memory serves me right, um, or, or in and around that time. And, and yeah, he was, uh, he was a scary looking bloke, but he was, I think he was a truck driver, wasn't he, JC, originally? Is that right? I believe you're right. I believe he was a truck driver at one point Yeah. Uh, prior to wrestling. But, um, but of course, there's a, there's a very other random fact about Kamal. And it's the fact that isn't um, his wrestling figure one of the most rarest in the world if it hasn't got the right moon and star pattern? Yeah, that we, I am unsure of, but Danny might know. Yeah, we did some research into this after, uh, after um, Lee mentioned it to us the other day. Um, and yeah, it's um, it is a very rare um, item collectible there to uh, to obtain. So, uh... well, and and also as well, I saw a clip doing the rounds about um, when he was on. Um, I think it was Impact or TNA. 
in which he was, um, it was something to do with SoCal Val in some sort of wedding scene. Uh, yeah. he appeared. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Yeah, I think that was from, was it like 2008, 2009, something like that. I think that was his actual last on-screen wrestling appearance, actually, that. Yeah. But I guess, I guess obviously, as, as you mentioned, Danny, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but of course he... He was one of the people that started um, or was joint lawsuits against WWE, I believe, wasn't it, for risk of brain damage? And I think the lawsuit was dismissed in, in 2017. So I'm not sure how that will have sat with, uh, with Vince and, and the WWE guys. But there's no doubt that he had a massive, as, as, a, as a very young kid, you know, um, looking back, he, he had some influence on me. I certainly, you know, the match he had against The Undertaker, I remember when he, I, I actually think he really, put The Undertaker over in the fact that he was so scared of The, of, of the Undertaker's persona. So, and you know, great character for sure. And, and actually, I don't think we have, we don't have as many good characters as we once did, of course, anymore in the, uh, in the wrestling world. Yeah, no, I agree with that. There, there is a lack of uh, characters like him out, uh, um, not involved currently. Um, but Justin, do you think he, he does belong in the Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame? Such a controversial topic, the Hall of Fame. Um, a lot of people don't even think that Coco Beware belongs in the Hall of Fame. But I certainly, you know, if you look at the longevity of the character, um, I definitely think that uh, it, it's so subjective, the Hall of Fame. Because yeah, I look at, you know, somebody like a Luthez or somebody, you know, if you look at grappling skills. But if you look at pro wrestling from the entire aspect of, of entertainment and sports, then yeah, he's definitely, uh, he's in my hall of fame for sure. Just because, like I said, as a young youngster, um, he scared us, but yet he, you're kind of mesmerized by him. Like, well, the, I've never seen a character like him. So hall of fame, Kamala, I'm all for it. Excellent. And Lee, um, do you see Kamala heading into the Hall of Fame in the near future? I think he should be in there. I'm not sure that WWE will do it right away, but he should be in there. But of course, there's so many people that, in my opinion, also deserve to be in there that aren't at the moment. So, But he would definitely be a contender. And for me, I'm with you, JC. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but I can't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that he does make it in there one day in the future. And of course, from all of us here at Wrestling Travel, our thoughts and prayers go out to the friends and family of, uh, of Kamala, um, of course. Um, but moving on to last Friday, Wrestling Travel were proud sponsors of Warrior Wrestling's Friday Night Lights event that was aired live and exclusive on Fight TV. Our WTUS representative, Justin Clapper, was in attendance. And, of course, it was being blogged on our Wrestling Travel website there. Justin, how did you find the event um, overall, of course, with all the uh, safety precautions in place and the incredible action? Well, the event overall was phenomenal. But if we, if we concentrate on the safety aspect of what Steve and Eric had done with Warrior, it was outside in an American high school football stadium. Just got to clarify that for you Brits. Um, what they did is uh, masks on. You were allowed, you were admitted in with your uh, family and stuff that you are quarantining with. So if there were five of you living in a household, you were allowed in together. Um, you went out onto the field and there was a cone that represented your area. All the cones were 15 yards or approximately 15 meters away from each other in any direction. You were allowed to take your mask off when you were at your your cone zone, for lack of a better term, but uh, I saw everybody keeping their masks on, being very respectful. There was a gold circle spray painted, if you watch the replay now on the High Spots Network, a gold circle spray painted around the ring that the fans were not allowed to get any closer um, to the ring. After every other match, they would send the ring crew in to wipe down the ropes and make sure the ring was safe. So from a safety standpoint, it was excellent. Also, fans were released in sections 
uh, to leave. There was temperature checks. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, like I said, fans could have taken their masks off, but I saw barely anyone taking their masks off uh, while they were there. And we approximately 500 fans. So history was made last Friday night in Chicago Heights, Illinois. That was the largest attended pro wrestling event in North America in the last six months. So seriously, a step forward in this global pandemic um, and a job well done by Warrior. We are very proud sponsors of theirs. Um, they do such a, a, a lot for pro wrestling. And let's not even, let's start with the card. The card was phenomenal. Um, Brian Pillman versus Robert Ego Anthony. Frank the Clown proving that no matter pandemic or not, he is going to get heat from this Chicago crowd. But from top to bottom, what a great lineup. The main event, uh, Brian Cage versus Jeff Cobb, the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Uh, I just can't believe that Warrior Wrestling um, gets it done. And talking to Steve, him, him and Eric say, as soon as one event's done, right, they get right back to the drawing board. How do we top it for the next time? So I was thoroughly impressed with the safety precautions extremely impressed with the match lineup and impressed with the fans in the crowd and very uh like no joke guys i'm very proud that wrestling travel and uh warrior wrestling have a, a relationship no i mean just just to kind of reiterate there as well jc what the guys at warrior have done is fantastic and we are massive fans of everything that they're doing it's always great to see Frank getting as much heat as he does. And obviously on a personal level, we've got a great relationship with him. But massive thank you to the guys at Warrior for everything they're doing and for us to be a part of that show. It was, uh, it was something special. And the way that it was conducted with the social distancing shows that there is hope for fans in wrestling. And of course, here in the UK, it looks like the government's now going to be allowing a certain amount of fans into uh, soccer stadiums, uh, football stadiums for you know what we... What it should be called, JC, of course, should be throwball stadiums for yourself, but we won't get into that conversation. But no, very proud sponsors of Warrior. And, and look, you know, this, this, this pandemic, it can't last forever. And we, if it's a new normal, then so be it. But we need to find ways of doing it, providing it's safe to do so. And those guys smashed it. And they showed you what can be done, even with very difficult and trying circumstances. Right. And I don't want to... You know, I know that they were turning the lights off in the stadium and they were going to immediately see if it was feasible to get another show in under the stadium lights uh, before the snow flies over here, which I am really, really looking forward to uh, seeing if they can get it done and being a massive part of that again. Agreed. No, it's great to hear. And of course, as we said, you know, we're very proud sponsors of, uh, of Warrior Wrestling and, uh, you know, those safety precautions that they put in place, even like the uh, the aerial shots on social media and things, they absolutely looked uh, fantastic, didn't they? It didn't look out of place or anything. It looked like a, a great time. Um, and yeah, we look forward to uh, to working with Warrior Wrestling um, in the future uh, moving forward. And also, Justin, I believe we have some more news as well in regards to the Independent Wrestling Expo that's coming up next weekend. Is that correct? Well, it's not coming up next weekend. It's coming up August 28th and 29th. We're going to get through SummerSlam, first of all. But, yeah, we are extremely excited uh, to be a proud sponsor of the Independent Wrestling Expo. Now, listen to this, fellas. This is going to happen in Dallas, Texas, um, Friday, August 28th, uh, through Saturday, August 29th. What they are doing is they have a tremendous card very similar to Warrior. Uh, some of the matches that will be happening that weekend, I know we have Brian Pillman Jr. versus Sean Spears. Um, one of the main things I'm really excited about is a battle royal on a Friday night. The winner of that battle royal goes into the main event on Saturday night, and they will be entered a shot at the NWA world title. So they'll go into a match with Nick Aldis, and Jeff Cobb, a three-way dance, which whoever comes out of that battle royal on Friday, the opportunity of a lifetime lays ahead of them. Um, some of the other matches and the other people, I know Lance Archer is going to be there. 
as well as his manager, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jordan Grace. Um, the return of Chris Masters' Master Lock Challenge. I mean, just some of the things going on. Please check them out at Indie Wrestling Expo on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Um, and they are uh, going to live stream this. Uh, I had an interview with Kyle Hessler, who is uh, co-promoting this show. And they are looking into um, live stream service. So obviously, if you can't get to Dallas, um, you got a two-day event that you could live stream. And I'm not even doing it justice with the amount of talent that is going to be on that show. No, it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic show, I must say. Yeah, looking at the card and the uh, the promo video as well that we uh, posted through our social channels to help promote the event, it, it does look absolutely incredible uh, and one that we're, again, proud to be... Uh, and let's, let's, let's be honest, boys. It's, it's just nice to see that wrestling is actually happening. You know, in whatever form or whatever regard, it shows that the world is making some progress. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, sorry to interrupt, Danny. It's uh, one of the things that I, with the lockdown sessions, uh, I'm getting as many of the people that are going to be participating in this event that I can, and we're going to be featuring them on lockdown sessions on the lead up to the Indie Wrestling Expo. Um, I'm, I'm just excited. There's what's happening on these events. This one in warrior is we are not only getting a look at Brian Pillman jr. Who looks phenomenally McAteer. The dude has not missed a day in the gym. Uh, Brian cage, Jeff Cobb, some of the people we know, but now we're also getting a look at, and I know you've seen him live at warrior wrestling six, some up and coming uh, talent such as Sam Adonis, who is phenomenal in the ring. And just on that verge of breaking out, probably would have been um, on TV a uh, regular name already uh, had we not had the global pandemic. But the same thing is happening uh, down in Dallas, Texas at the end of the month. We're going to see um, a lot of names we know and a lot of names that we're going to know. So I'm, I'm excited that we're, we're on board with this. It's, I have to say, JC, you mentioned Pillman. I mean, it seems to me, at least all over the social media I'm seeing, he seems to be everywhere, absolutely everywhere. I mean, he's making, he's maximizing every opportunity that he's got. He's obviously got some fantastic skills in the ring. I know when we went to see Warrior personally in Chicago, how good he was that night. And the boys obviously going from strength to strength. We know him personally on a, on a, on a, on a WT level between us and he was magnificent. You know, he's a great, great guy. And it's fantastic to see that all his hard work is finally starting to come off. And, and I think that um, he's, you know, I mean, he's got such a massive future ahead for him. And he's just trying to do every single thing that he can, every interview he can. And he's a true worker. And he's somebody that I really think is the future of this business. I couldn't agree more. Um, Brian Pillman Sr. has got to be smiling from up above. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. is putting in the work. Um, if you were privy enough to watch the lockdown sessions with him, um, he is intense. He is ready for wrestling to be back. He is pulling out all the stops. I know he's been appearing um, on AEW. He was just on um, Ohio Valley Wrestling again this week. He is the reigning defending Warrior Wrestling champion. He's going to make his way down to Dallas. And frankly, when we talked off the air on the lockdown session, Brian Pillman Jr. is ready to just, you know, go against everything and say, listen, I know that we've got a global pandemic, but I cannot let this stop that slow me down. I'm getting yeah. everywhere. I'm being as safe as I can, but mm -hmm. it's pro wrestling. It's my passion and, and I'm doing it. I'm not gonna, I'm no longer going to be scared. Now I want to preface that with Brian Pillman Jr. is, taking all of the safety precautions, but he's taking bookings. It's time to get out. You know, people have been locked up for a long time and he's, uh, you know, he's been like a caged tiger and he's ready to go. And I tell you what, if you got a chance to watch him on uh, the Friday night warrior wrestling, a dude looks in amazing shape. Uh, he put on a phenomenal semi-main event uh, with Robert Ego Anthony. And yeah, it's, to quote another JC, 
the time is now. <laughs> Never give up. <laughs> yeah, we're certainly excited about what uh, what's to come from Brian Pillman Jr. Um, and just to reiterate what Lee said, there is definitely one who's going to be a, a huge star in the future. And uh, I mean, for all of us, it's so great that we've seen his rise and just how better he's getting each and every uh, each and every show. So uh, keep an eye out for Brian Pillman Jr. there. Um, but just re, um, reversing back to the social distancing um, at the venue for Warrior Wrestling and all the precautions in place there. Um, news came out yesterday that WWE will now be having a residency at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Um, I, begin, I believe it starts next week um, where they will start with Raw, um, SummerSlam and all the events being live from there. And also LED boards going around the venue to have virtual fans. Um, Lee, what do you think of this move um, from WWE there? Well, let's be frank, guys. Uh, they're under some pressure right now. You've got AEW in the supposedly right demographics kicking their ass. And they obviously realise they need fans. They need to brighten things up. And, I mean, look, let's be frank. It's never going to replace fans physically being there. But anything that gets the fans involved at this stage has got to be a good thing. They're obviously not moving too far away from home in terms of being at the Amway somewhere that, that we all know very, very well. And of course, at the same time, they're still going to be saving on costs because they're not going to be moving their stuff all around the country, all around the world. But let's see what they're going to do. But hopefully it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully it means that we're going to start seeing something that's outside the performance centre because I don't know about you guys, but I don't really want to see anything more in that performance centre, quite honestly. Yeah, it has become a bit tiresome, hasn't it? I mean, when you watch the events, uh, they don't feel as spectacular as they should be as when it's in an arena. You've got the fans, you've got the pyro, you've got all the lights and everything. Um, so, yeah, certainly excited to see what they'll do at the Amway and if they will, of course, sort of gradually bring fans back into the venue over a period of time. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts about that move from WWE? I'm pretty excited about it because it is that step in the right direction. Um, the, the home of the Orlando Magic at the NBA uh, looks like just doing a little quick research um, that can hold approximately 20,000 people maybe a little bit more with the wrestling ring so if we do start to bring uh, fans back at even 10% uh, of that capacity socially distance it's going to be phenomenal I can speak for myself having been to just live local shows in Wisconsin and also a huge show like Warrior, that there is nothing like the energy um, from the fan standpoint. And I think once the wrestlers from the WWE are able to experience, like um, everybody did last Friday at Warrior Wrestling, um, the fans are an integral part of any professional wrestling show. Um, the wrestlers are ready. Uh, they've got that energy. Um, but I think the WWE wrestlers are going to be very well refreshed um, by getting that energy from actual fans. They've done everything they can, um, WWE, AEW, during this time period of no fans trying to make it happen. I think that this is, like I said, a huge step in the right direction. Hopefully, somebody from WWE was paying attention to what happened at Warrior Wrestling and sees that it can be done. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we're heading in the right direction. I'm hoping to see uh, you and Lee McAteer on the LED board. Uh, that's where, where, my, where my money is. Um, maybe, I, I mean, we could name several people. But hopefully what happens if, if, they're, if it's like Major League Baseball and you're able to purchase your LED event, there was one, I think the Kansas City Royals, uh, had Bernie from Weekend at Bernie. Somebody paid for a cutout there. Uh, so I'd like to see um, some familiar faces in those LED backgrounds. But yeah, bottom line, as I ramble on and on incoherently, it's it's exciting and I'm excited. Yes, the initial reports were suggesting that, of course, WWE were looking at venues in the Northeast. They were looking at cruise ships 
they were looking at doing it on a beach. Um, but overall, realistically, it looks like this is the uh, the right option for them, as you said before there, Lee, about them saving costs. It's not too far from where they are to get everything over. Um, so I do hope it will be a, a successful move for them. And uh, like we said, hopefully gradually bring the fans back in um, in a safe way um, as possible. Um, SummerSlam, just in general, are you excited about that at all, JC, next week? Yeah, 100%. I'm always excited about a pay-per-view. I'm always excited about wrestling. Uh, I'm not excited if there's going to be a cinematic match, which I'm sure there will be. But as as per the usual in the last few years with WWE, um, not a whole lot of the card has really been released. Um, and I know they think, hey, maybe people are going to tune in just to see what will may. But right now I've got Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. and yeah. What what else is confirmed, Danny? I mean, I'm excited about it, but I don't know what yeah, I'm excited for. Got the debut of Dominic Mysterio against Seth Rollins. Right. Okay. Awesome. And then I do know that prior to SummerSlam, I know you were going to get to that, but I know our friends over at Hooked on Wrestling are doing a a watch along of 1992 SummerSlam. I want to make sure we get that in and give them some love. Looks like they've got uh, a lot of cool things happening over there. Yeah, Paul, ben, Paul, Paul Benson, an amazing guy, is without doubt one of the funniest people to go for a, a few drinks with. You'll probably end up in a little bit of trouble afterwards, but Paul's fantastic, and what he's been doing with his events is fantastic. And of course, like we all have, we've all been majorly affected by what's been happening with the pandemic. So any support we can show him is fantastic. And I've got no doubt it's going to be a fantastic event. And I know he's got some special guests lined up. And, yeah, happy to support him. Sure, the event will be a rolling success. Just announced um, within the last 24 hours, um, he is taking donations to go to something I'm very passionate about, the Cauliflower Alley Club here in the U.S., which goes to uh, money. It's a nonprofit to assist uh, professional wrestlers who have fallen on harder times, whether that be physical or financial. And certainly uh, during this time of pandemic, there is a lot of financial uh, issues with guys and gals not being able to apply their craft. So very happy to be partnered along with that. Uh, sorry for the little plug there, Danny, uh, but it was just on my mind. But SummerSlam 2020, certainly going to be one to remember. If there is going to be a cinematic match, Please let it be between Brock Lesnar and that shark from all those years ago. <laughs> I tell you what, though, by the way, Drew is definitely beating Randy Orton. And I'm so confident I've put money on it. You're putting money on it? How much? I've, I've put money on it. I have. Um, now, I can't profess to be a, to be a, a good gambler. And, of course, I, I can't gamble on football. Um, as in soccer, for you, JC, for, for the tramia stuff. But I noticed that um, Big Drew was even money to beat Randy Orton, and I thought that was very, very good odds. So I put my money where my mouth is. I put 50 quid on Drew to, uh, to kick some ass and, and beat Randy. Well, do we have to worry about our jobs? Are they secure at Wrestling Travel? Or did we put a lot of money uh, on this match? I mean, now, now I'm worried. 50, 50 pounds. So I want 50 pounds back. Okay, perfect. So we should be okay. Yeah, definitely not bet the uh, bet the ranch there with that one. Um, but yeah, it's certainly um, certainly uh, a match that um, I know I'm personally looking forward to seeing Drew and, and Randy lock it together there. Um, but Lee, are you looking forward to the event as well next week? Well, uh, yes and no, guys, because of course... What we really wanted was for all of us to be together in Boston, probably watching, let's be frank, what would have been the homecoming of Sasha Banks taking on Bailey. And instead, of course, we're having to watch it at home. And of course, all the people that were hoping to go with us, unfortunately, have now needed to make other plans with us. And so, you know, it's always good to see wrestling, but it, it, it's bittersweet, you know, and um, the, the sooner we can get fans back, the better. And I'm sure that's coming because there's no way in the world the world can carry on the way it is. And 
I'm sure there's going to be a vaccine sometime soon. And, um, you know, and it's the point where I've got no doubt that WrestleMania will be fine next year. There'll be a vaccine, I think, probably November, probably before Trump's election, <laughs> probably, just to put it into perspective. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. I think Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks have been doing some absolutely incredible work. And you can see that the fact that so much of their stuff has gone viral. The question is, when is that big feud really going to start to come to a boil between them? And, and I just hope that they're going to keep that ticking until fans can come back because that is money right there. And for me, it's, 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 you've got two major feuds right now that we want to see as fans, but fans have to be there. One Sasha versus Bailey, and the other one is FTR versus the Young Bucks. And hopefully those rivalries can wait until fans are back in those stadiums. Um, one thing I just want to interrupt here, Lee. Uh, as you know, the world has changed. Um, we are very politically correct here. While I appreciate what you are saying about Sasha and Bailey, but we no longer use the term going viral. <laughs> I don't know what we use, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it no, sounds so yeah. funny now. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll put my bottle of Corona down then, pal, as well. Um, yeah next week on the podcast we will have a preview of SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver of course which will be main evented with the NXT title between Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Um, there was also some big news that was revealed yesterday that WXW ICW Progress and Evolve will be on the WWE Network uh, from this weekend um, highlighting some of the biggest matches from their shows featuring um, some WWE stars such as Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee. Um, so great for them promotions that they're going to be on um, the WWE Network for them to get uh, some exposure there. Um, Lee, are you happy for those promotions to get that platform? Absolutely. You know, the more independent wrestling that can get out there to a whole variety of new eyeballs. It can only be good for the industry, whether that's creating stars, creating new fans. Um, I, you know, I'm really pleased for the, for the likes of Jack Jester, the likes of Grado to be on the WWE Network. I think that's fantastic. And you know what? To see some of the original matches of the likes of Keith Lee and Adam Cole and stuff like that, I think it's fantastic. I just wish, I really just wish they'd have bitten the bullet and bought the library for TNA because... Let's be frank, some of those matches between Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, or through the Cowboy James Storm and Bobby Roode through Beer Money, they were some unbelievable matches. Um, I mean, let's, let's be frank, that match where we're in the cage where, um, was it Elix Skipper? Was that his name, JC? Who did that Hurricane Rana off the, the, the top of the cage? Yeah, Elix Skipper. I mean, Mike, I mean, the, the library and, of course, um, you know, all the stuff that Jeff Jarrett did with the King of the Mountain matches, the matches with Sting, my best friend Christian <laughs> being on there. You know, it, it was such a fantastic library. I just wish that, uh, that they could have come to a deal on that. But you know what? The more independent wrestling that can be seen by more eyeballs, the better. And I'm thrilled for the guys I really, really am, especially the ones that deserve to be on that biggest stage, and especially for the likes of Jack Chester and Grader. Justin, are you happy for those promotions there? Yeah, 100%. I'm all about independent wrestling. Wrestling travel is about supporting wrestling, whether it's on the, the biggest stage uh, on television or it is the independent wrestling. So we, uh, as a company, are happy. I personally am happy. Uh, I can't wait because I, what I always love is when something new is released on WWE Network is now I get to go back and, and we all do and maybe find some hidden gems that we didn't know about. So yeah, extremely happy for all the guys and girls that are going to get exposure. Absolutely. I mean, I mean but, and that's the thing you see is, I mean, I remember watching Keith Lee versus Jay Lethal at What Culture Pro Wrestling in Manchester at Bowlers. And I had absolutely no idea who this Keith Lee fellow was. And I was like, my word, this guy can move. You know, this guy is a star. And let's be frank, is that NXT sometimes tries to come across as though we're the ones creating all this new talent. But let's be frank, it's those promotions 
that really are bringing through those talents, which NXT and, and AEW now mop up, and then they become those big superstars. So it's going to be great to see the fans that don't normally know about independent pro wrestling, seeing those stars in the past and where they are now. And maybe they'll take a shine to other people and maybe they'll find people searching for certain stars. A bit like what happened with Goldberg ages ago, where so many people searching for Goldberg. So they knew there was a massive uh, interest there and ECW as well. So maybe if some random keeps being searched for the WWE Network, maybe that will give that person a chance to actually take that next step and actually be in WWE. Yeah, Jackson, look, sorry, but look at our friend uh, from the lockdown sessions, Anthony Green. Absolutely. Uh, going from Evolve and now signing with NXT, which is awesome. Yeah. Who knows what can happen, you know, but you just got to, you got to get yourself out there. And, and if you do so, then anything can happen. So now that they're being put out there, let's see what happens next. Yeah. And speaking of one of our homegrown independent wrestling promotions, TNT Extreme Wrestling will be returning for a Halloween weekend um, with events Supreme Extreme, A Nightmare on Fleet Street, and an all-women's event, Siren's Fury. A big weekend there for the return of TNT Extreme Wrestling. You can get your tickets exclusively on WT Live, um, our ticketing platform there, um, which you can um, search for through wrestlingtravel.org. That will be... Uh, a great weekend indeed to see some live wrestling returning um, to the Liverpool area. Uh, so moving on to this week's AEW and NXT, the viewing figures came out, um, of course, the following day after the event, which showed a clear victory for AEW with the viewers in the US, 792,000 viewers as opposed to NXT 619,000 viewers with, of course, AEW winning in the key demographic there. Um, Lee, do you think this is the start of something for AEW now moving forward, that they are well, seemingly getting the right demographic and these viewers um, increasing? Well, is it the turning of the guard? Is it a wake-up call to WWE to say that they need to create more of a product that will get to that demographic more so? But is that even a priority for WWE? Because in their latest results, they're doing fantastic numbers financially, given everything that's happened. So are they bothered? I'm sure from an egotistical perspective, they'll be looking at it. I'm sure Bruce Pritchard and Conrad will be having a bit of a giggle over it behind the scenes. But you know what? If you were to put it, if you ask me personally, what would I rather watch right now? I'd probably rather watch AEW. Um, and, you know, seeing likes of um, Mike Chioda and, um, and obviously the tag team appreciation. And, but I don't know whether or not that's because we're more into the old school stuff. I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's down to, down to personal preference. But Jericho, you know, Jericho is money. Um, Orange Cassidy, I mean, I appreciate this was, I think it was last week's one, but that almost presidential type speech where Cassidy all of a sudden comes out with that particular speech about the fact that waters are rising. I mean, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was really, really good. I guess the question I would be asking, and of course, this is more, more to you, JC, being, being a talent, is it's, it appears that the guys in AEW can express themselves so much more than what the guys in WWE can. So you see their personalities, therefore it's a lot more entertaining, whereas because it is so much more scripted with WWE, it becomes a bit more stagnant. Now, I don't know if that's just because I've seen a lot of wrestling, but that's how it comes across to me. And maybe that's starting to come across to the fans more. And the fact is, is that finally there's competition. The competition is always good for everybody because it makes people better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The competition part is great. Um, one of the things that I think draws attention to AEW right now um, is who is going to show up. They are with the TNT title, with the Open Challenge, and with AEW Dark, they are able to showcase a lot of independent talent that we talk about, like Warrior Wrestling and Indie Wrestling Expo. You never know if we're going to see these guys and girls on TV. So it gives it um, kind of that um, late 90s, uh, uh, early, mid 80s feel of who can show up anywhere. 
where when you're watching WWE, you're going to get these same people uh, left, right, and center because they're all under contract. WWE doesn't operate like that. One of the things you're uh, that AEW is lacking is um, their women's wrestling. They need to focus a little bit more on their women's division, especially with, with doing a tag team uh, division and everything. I really would like to see them focus a lot more on the women's division because there are a lot of hard-hitting, athletic um, women out there uh, that can be showcased. And I think they're they're missing a huge uh, thing. You remember early 2000s TNA? I hate to go back to the lockdown sessions, but when I talked with um, Lucy and Kelly, the Blossom twins, that was one of the things. TNA had come out of this bra and panties, women merely as eye candy, um, but as athletic um, wrestlers that are putting on a great show and dare I say it, better matches than the men. They can focus on that. Um, I'm old school in the fact where you guys will get a little bit of entertainment out of Orange Cassidy. I have a hard time um, watching when I put myself in a fan shoes, watching somebody who sticks his hands in his pockets um, go toe to toe with somebody who has been as world class as Chris Jericho. Um, but I do, unlike Vern Gagne of the AWA, I will try to change with the times. And I do think, like myself, a lot of people were turned off with the eye for an eye and the swamp, the cinematic matches um, from WWE and are going, listen, here's my alternative. Let's change the channel and check these guys out. I still think people are keeping an eye on WWE, but WWE continues to, to turn people off with, uh, uh, I can't say enough bad things about the eye for an eye. Yeah, I mean, that, that for me was just insane. I, I don't know what the hell was going on there, I must say. But, I mean, I personally am a massive fan of the cinema matches. I think that's something that out of this pandemic has been a massive plus in wrestling for me um, because I don't think we would have ever had the likes of the Undertaker versus Styles match or the John Cena-Wyatt match. And I think they will be, I mean, that, that for me, they were the highlights of, uh, of that period of time. I appreciate it's not it's not for everybody um but for me it is entertainment and i guess that's the question is is it entertainment yes or no for me it's, it's yes but at the end of the day we want conversation points and there's only so many times you can see the same match time and time again in wwe so for me aw it's 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 fresh but the question is will it get stale let me ask you on the on the cinematic matches. I will agree. Um, the Undertaker. Some of these guys where time is catching up. Uh, getting to have these cinematic matches is great. I was entertained by the Money in the Bank uh, up the Titan Towers or WWE headquarters match. I was taking it for what it was because I agree with you exactly. At least we had entertainment. They were giving us wrestling. They didn't close up like Major League Baseball and the NBA did for a while. But we do uh, – it, it does take it a little too far. Now, if we're at WrestleMania and we, we go to our WrestleMania and one of our main events is something where we're all craning our necks to look on the big screen, how would you feel about that being live and having to watch a screen at WrestleMania uh, for a 20 to 30-minute um, cinematic match. Now, granted, I would, uh, I'm going to say this, Lee McAteer, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Danny, unfortunately, you weren't with us, but I will take a cinematic eye for an eye match on the big screen before I will take the yellow light in my eyes, preventing me from watching AJ Styles and Randy Orton last year in New York. Yeah, I mean, 100%. But I think what will happen is that as fans start to come back, is that the WWE will have to manage expectation by saying to fans almost directly, this is going to be a match that's going to be taking place in a swamp or whatever the hell it is. So therefore, you know and not to expect to see that live. But what I think you might see is a combination of actually cinematic and actually being in the ring itself. I can see that being a possibility. 
Yeah, your thoughts, my friend. Yeah, I mean, the cinematic matches, I, 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 once fans do come back, I think they will be phased out. Um, I mean, as you said, sitting in a, in a stadium or a venue watching, uh, watching something like that on a, on a screen at a, at a big event, I, I just can't see that happening uh, regularly anyway, maybe once a year or something like that. Um, at um, at a low key event, but I wouldn't um, I wouldn't expect to see them quite often um, as they have been recently. Obviously, it's just been this time where they've just had to fill um, fill what they can and think out of the box uh, with no fans being uh, being in attendance. But I don't think they'll be be here for the long run once fans uh, fans come back. Dan, you've got your 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 finger on the pulse of pro wrestling. Um, is there a cinematic possibility this weekend uh, or next weekend, excuse me, at SummerSlam? Um, from what I've seen of the cards so far, it, it doesn't look like, doesn't look like there will be. Obviously we've got Randy Orton versus Drew, uh, Dominic versus Seth. Um, we're going to get Braun versus um, the Fiend, but in the ring this time. But um, from what I've seen, it doesn't look like there is the, the possibility of a, of a cinematic one from, from what I've uh, what I've seen. Okay, perfect. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I am. Would I like to see, even if it's cinematic, I would like to see Sting and the Undertaker. I I will go on record. I, I would love to see that. And and do we do? Um, I had an interview. It's gonna it's gonna air sometime this weekend. Uh, a young man participating at the Indie Wrestling Expo, Kurt Stallion. And he brought up a pretty valid point when I was talking about cinematic matches and wrestling currently. He said he feels like WWE is now starting to turn the corner and maybe instead of concentrating on the, the performance center fans that they were maybe kind of giving a wink and a nod and, and trying to perform for us watching at home and starting to turn that corner. And I thought that was a pretty, uh, I'm going to have to watch it to see if that is, if they are, um, playing more to us at home, but maybe these cinematic matches um, have a place for the fans that love them, and they do. Hey, a WWE Network special, and then you don't have to worry about in the arena. You're you're having a big special for the the fans. Everybody's at home watching them. I I I could see that. That would be kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I don't think it's the last we'll see of them. And I actually think they're going to continue in one way or another. But I just think they're going to expectation manage with the fans. Yeah, and Lee, would you like to see that suggestion that Justin made there, Sting and The Undertaker in a, in a cinematic match? Absolutely. I mean, I was there with, uh, with our own uh, Joe when we were interviewing Sting. And he asked that question um, directly to him. And... And, and Sting was very much up for it. It was something he wanted to do. Really felt as though he could still do it. But I, I, unfortunately, I think time has passed now and I don't think we're going to see that match. I think Vince lost all confidence in Sting the minute that the stuff happened with Seth Rollins. But it could happen in a cinematic match, but I can't see Undertaker doing anything. I can't see Sting doing anything now either because the only thing I think he would do is with Taker and I can't see Taker doing anything now. Sorry, Justin. That's uh, that's just put it down on your uh, your idea there, that what you want to see. But well, I think Lee McIntyre is talking about those guys getting in the ring and tearing it up. But if they if they do a cinematic match, I think they could do wonders with it. I'd love to see it. I mean, I'd I really would love to see that. It'd be great. Right, guys. Do you want to move on to the the quiz, or is there any other? things you want to add in at all jc no i think we're we're like i said i think we're quiz ready just because um the only other thing we'd really talk about is retribution and none of us know anything about that yeah no fair enough well moving on now to the main event the best part of the podcast by far when we test justin's knowledge on professional wrestling, usually failing miserably, unfortunately. Although he did beat Tom last week, I believe, 1-0, which was uh, a very rare moment for Justin there to pick up the, uh, the victory, winning it with a, 
with the AWA question there. Um, but he's got Lee McAteer against him this week. And the theme of the quiz is NWA power um, with one AWA question in there at the end, um, specifically for, uh, for Justin there. Um, are you guys ready? Absolutely. I'm ready. Bring Thank the you. power, baby. Thank you for that overwhelming introduction to my uh, knowledge of wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, was that, was that a false narrative? No, it was completely a real narrative, but I thought maybe you could gig it up for me. But I'm ready. Brilliant. Well, I will start off with Lee for this first question. The first episode of NWA Power on September 30th, Sorry, I haven't got the year on that. But what was the main event for the NWA world title? Easy. It was Nick Aldis against former NWA champion Tim Storm. Justin, would you agree? Only because he's so confident. Yes. Really? Yep, yeah, that is the correct answer there. Nick Aldis versus Tim Storm was the main event. I'm willing to offer you a bonus point, JC. Who was with Nick Aldis in that first match? Ooh. Was with Nick Aldis? Hmm. Uh, Camille? Camille. Very good. There you go. Don't give him a bonus point, Danny. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that is the, uh, the right answer there for question number one. Justin, question number two that we've got here. Who defeated Colt Cabana at NWA into the fire to win the NWA national title? Great question, Danny. I'm glad you asked me that. Um, was it our friend James Storm? Is that your final answer? Yeah, just because I have no other name jumping in my head. Lee, would you, uh, would you agree with the cowboy? I think it was James Storm, yeah. So the answer is Aaron Stevens. Son of a bitch. Because he's still champion as well, isn't he? Yep. So that was the uh, the match that um, got him the NWA national title there, and I believe he was accompanied by your favourite wrestler, the Question Mark. Oh, Mongolia! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So no points there, unfortunately, uh, for that one for Question Two. But Lee, Question Three: Outlaw Inc. Compromises of which two wrestlers on NWA Power? Oh, gosh. Um, it's Homicide and Kingston. And that's your final answer? Yeah, final answer. Justin, would you agree with that? It is Homicide and Eddie Kingston. Correct, yep. Eddie Kingston homicide, Outlaw Inc., and the tag team on uh, on NWA Power. I mean, I've not watched it personally, but are those two two a good tag team there? Well, they're both great guys. I don't know what they're going to do now that Kingston signed to AEW, but uh, I don't know if he gets a little – if AEW is loosey-goosey with the contracts and he can still work NWA, that'd be cool. Yeah, no, that would be nice, wouldn't it, too? Um, to keep them, uh, to keep them on board there. Um, Justin, the next question: the last NWA event superpower, the Rock and Roll Express defeated who? Oh my goodness! So that's the last event before the pandemic. When was that? I think it was Feb February. I think. I, my mind's blank. I have no idea. I'll pass to Lee McIntyre. Was it uh, Bram and Isaacs? Thomas Latimer? I'm afraid not. It was, again, Aaron Stevens and your favorite, the question mark from Monrovia. Throwing us curveballs with all oh, the question marks now. I thought you'd get those ones. That's why I've added them in there. 
We, well, the problem is with the, with the travel ban, we can't go to Mongrovia. Come on, Danny, you should know this. I, th- I thought there wasn't any restrictions. I thought I thought it was all safe and safe and well on, at Mongrovia. Mongrovia well, is leading New Zealand. Karate doesn't it doesn't uh, doesn't affect the virus, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Um, but this next question is an AWA question. I'm going to ask Lee McAteer first. Um, so here we go. How many times has Larry Zabisco held the AWA World Heavyweight title? Larry Zabisco. Well, I used to love Larry Zabisco in WCW, but unfortunately, um, JC is a little bit older than me, so he remembers AWA. I don't remember it at all. Um, but I'm going to say the living Easy, legend. <laughs> I'm going to say the living legend Larry Zabisco held it five times. Justin, would you agree? Uh, I would disagree. Um, Larry Zabisco first won the world championship in 1989 at a battle royal in St. Paul, Minnesota, lastly eliminating Tom Zank who would go on to become uh, – he was just off his stint as a tag team partner of Rick Martel as the Can-Am Connection. And we know Rick Martel then went on to tag with Tito Santana as Strike Force. Um, and then later on, Larry Zabisco would lose and then regain the AWA title from Mr. Saito. So two-time AWA World Heavyweight Champion – the living legend, Larry Zabisco. Final answer, not phoning a friend. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. I'd absolutely love it if you, if you weren't correct there after going through all of those. But yeah, fabulous. That is the correct answer. So it looks like JC taking the points this week um, on the WT quiz. Um, I think next week we'll have to probably theme it around SummerSlam again, as we did last week with it being SummerSlam weekend with our preview. Um, But it's been great once again to have you on, Justin. And thank you very much, Lee, for joining us on this week's edition of the WT Podcast. Is there any final words from you, my friend? Well, again, thank you very much for having me. Um, On a personal level, boys, thank you so, so much for all the hard work you're putting in. It's been absolutely phenomenal to see. And JC, obviously what you've been doing in the lockdown sessions, my friend, absolutely outstanding. Danny, the work you do behind the scenes is absolutely phenomenal and I appreciate not everybody sees that, but we're a fantastic team. I'm so blessed and lucky to have you all because the reality is, is that we're nothing without you guys and WT wouldn't be what it is. I just sincerely hope that we're now moving forward to the point where we can start seeing some light ahead with fans coming into matches. Warrior Wrestling obviously showed that it can be done. WWE with the Amway obviously making steps. There are some, there's some light at the end of the horizon and we've just got to stay safe, stick to the plan. Uh, but no doubt that by the time WrestleMania comes around, we're all going to be together again having a fantastic time. And I can't wait for that to happen. No, we appreciate your words there, Lee. And of course, we're very excited for the future of, uh, of wrestling travel and what's to come. Some exciting things in the, uh, in the pipeline there. And Justin, do you have any final words at all? Uh, yeah, I'm excited about what is on the horizon for pro wrestling and wrestling travel. Uh, it's been awesome to be able to have Lee on here with. I, hopefully this is not your only appearance hopefully we'll get you on again and again uh would be nice to have like a lee mcateer on with with tom collihue um and and a paul benson or whatever it would be nice to have maybe a fatal four-way one of these days on the podcast so well i, lee, I hope you can join us soon if we're getting paul benson on you know there's, there's, there's a lot of stories there i'll i'm sorry paul if you're listening but i'll never forget when we'd had one too many new rank shane mcmahon up that was absolutely class to the point where <laughs> Drake Maverick, a.k.a. Rockstar Spud, and I was there and said, Paul Benson sent his regards. And he said, well, don't send them back. <laughs> but that's Danny, a we, that definitely needs to be on a lockdown session, boys. We need to get Paul and Lee on the podcast at the same time, even if it's a, a special edition. Absolutely. 
Yeah, we'll try and get that arranged for uh, for some time in the near future. I uh, anticipate that'll be uh, well worth listening to. But uh, thank you again, guys. And that wraps it up for episode six. And we'll see you next week with our SummerSlam preview and our NXT TakeOver preview. Take care and stay safe. Brother.